Welcome to Athena Association, a community of female leaders and executives. I am Bahar Sandal, founder of the association and senior account executive at Salesforce. In this episode, you will hear from four executives and their inspiring journeys to leadership. On this roundtable for International Women's Day, I have with me Julie Monet, co-CEO of Lorastar, Sophie Bloom, CMO of Paratus, Angela O'Young, CDO of Vacheron Constantin, and Caroline Widmer, Director of Pulse Incubator, who has kindly hosted us for this panel. Welcome to the four of you. I have prepared some questions today for our panelists. So let's start. The first question is why you were looking to a leadership position um, and also the motivation you had behind it. So I don't know who wants to start. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking for it, so maybe I'll pass on this <laughs> Can I pass? You can maybe get us started, Caroline. It's funny because as, as far as I remember, I, I always wanted to be in a leadership position, but not for the power mm-hmm. um, you get out of it. Uh, more um, to, to lead people behind me and get together to you know, a better place. And um, I think that's the first time I, I felt uh, I became kind of a leader in, in, a, in a work position was in my first um, consequent experience at Pro Entreprise Sociale Privée, which is a, an enterprise that um, uh, permits uh, to uh, handicap people mm-hmm. to uh, be reinserted yeah. in the professional world. And uh, because there was a lack of, um, of direction at this time I was there, I, you know, I took the, the, the empty place uh, to, to become a leader in the, in the enterprise and uh, um, to construct my, uh, the, the first steps of my career and prove what I was able to do uh, as a communicator, as a marketer. And uh, yeah, I took an empty place and, uh, and make, the proofs of what I was able to do to uh, show people above me that uh, it was a good idea maybe to get me into the, the, the board of directors and uh, stuff like that. So it was my first uh, memory as a leader. Can I ask a question? <laughs> I'm just intrigued. So did you, did you know or did you feel that it was a great opportunity before you jumped into it and... I felt that there was a spot that maybe people wouldn't have thought about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to take, you know, this empty place and prove by myself what I was able to do because I thought, you know, I'm a young girl. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience and uh, maybe I should just jump in and uh, show people what I can do. Wow. So uh, I took the lead, you know, of my, of my life to, to mm-hmm. show what I was able to do. Amazing. A lot of courage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a good, uh, good memory. <laughs> yeah. sure. Thank you, Caroline. How about you, Julie? What are your thoughts in terms of your motivations towards a leadership position? I wasn't looking for a leadership position, but I did want like an interesting job and an interesting career. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone into PNG and uh, marketing. I wanted to learn a lot. But I think like the turning point in my career was when I realized after the fact that it was, was going to lead me to a leadership role was 
when uh, I took the position of marketing director at my family company, Laura Star, which is something I'd never planned or thought about. And I, I remember I just had my son, who's now 10 years old. I think I was like one month away from going back to work. I was working in a branding agency, Landor. Everything was planned, like the crash, the office thing. I had it all under control. And during my maternity leave, I went to work and do a little bit of like workshop with the, the family company that I hadn't been at for like 10, 15 years. And I realized it was really cool. And, and I saw it with different eyes than just like, my parents, uh, the company, my parents found it and uh, they called me. Yeah, I think like three or four weeks before I went back to work and said, so we have a, an opening as a marketing uh, director. Do you want it? Uh, and like I literally had one, one week to decide and to change my whole life around. I lived in Geneva, very close to here. Uh, I, I, yeah, like I said, like you know, for those of your moms, you realize what it's like to plan and how important it is. And yeah, I said, okay, I'll do it. I think it's a great opportunity, not as a leader, but as a marketer. I thought, oh, it's really exciting. There's so much to do. And I could see the potential. And I changed my life around in literally 10 days and went to work where I am now co-CEO in Chateau Saint-Denis. So I didn't plan it. I didn't have it in mind, but I realized later on how it led me to the position I'm in today. How about you, Angie? Can you share with us your thoughts? I think I can relate to, to a certain level about what Julie shared. I think it's when I look back, it's always, you know, different opportunities that can just show up or present itself and, and you have to be ready and you have to seize it and, mm -hmm. and it doesn't happen. I don't think there's one turning point or one particular moment in, in my career so far, but it's, when I look back, I really can see it's one step adding to another. Um, and definitely there are so many people who helped you a, a, along the way and, and they're all kind of related to one another. And it's like, what Steve Jobs said, right? When you can only connect the dots when you look back. And I think that's exactly how, how I would describe my journey. And how about you, Sophie? Can you share with us your journey? Look, I, I think um, there are two, two areas um, that, um, that I would think about. Uh, the first one um, is I, I, I have always... Um, now that, uh, that I have enough time to, to, enough years of experience to reflect on, uh, I've always taken the less traveled path, if you see what I mean. The, the, the road not taken, as Robert Frost would say. Um, and, and this happened very early days. Now, don't ask me why, because I don't think there is a rationale there. I, I just try to to share how it materialized. But when I was, and you know, I mean, I've spent uh, three decades in, um, I mean, in, in a big in a big corp and in PNG, I've uh, built a fund and so did did few things. Still, each time, no matter how, it was always, um, I would say, uh, um, a job or uh, I would say an experience that was, unexpected or unplanned. Julie was talking, I mean, we were talking about the planned stuff, you know, how it is and so on. But when I think about it, what what smoothly, I say smoothly because I enjoyed so much the way it was, a, I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal journey. Um, but the, the, the journey to, to leadership was 
was probably a posteriori when I'm thinking about it, very much driven by these uh, uh, little, uh, I would say, bold moves on, on jobs that were not necessarily, uh, I would say, expected that I would take. One was a, a very small example, but a vivid one. I was a young brand manager, so in PNG, a very sexy job, uh, very, very uh, well uh, uh, looked at a few years ago. So, and uh, I came back from my uh, first maternity, yeah, first maternity leave, and um, no second actually. And and I was proposed, I mean, the dream job, European job on a core category, uh, leading R and D, everything. And I was also um, called by uh, our sales guy uh, for Europe in order to tell me, look, um, I mean, I'm calling you. I'm sure you're going to accept the other job uh, because for you, I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, an obvious pass. Let me still, I mean, tell you something. And, and he told me the, 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 the job he wanted to create, he had no clue about. He wanted to create marketing for customers. We call it customer marketing nowadays. Now it was in 2000, so I dare to say 21 years ago. And, and he told me, look, we need to, to create this in Europe. We have no idea what it is, how to do that, but we believe you can do it. And, and, and you know, I went for that, which was unknown, uncertain, not at all a guarantee of progress and career in the company I was on, and not really looked at by others socially, if I may say. And, and it brought me the opportunity to become a GM of a market, to become a regional president, to lead the entire function. So that, that's, that's really, I think, what I can share. The other one, I will not insist, but just that it, it really resonated with me what you just shared, which is uh, the responsibility to have an impact and to funnel my energy to support and enable move toward, I would say, a bigger picture, a cause that is bigger than myself. Um, and this had, the, has helped me, I would say, sometimes to, to make some jumps that were not necessarily expected here again. Great, thanks. As a follow-up question, what are your thoughts regarding maternity leave and its impact on women's career paths? As talking with a few women, I hear that there is this fear of maternity slowing down their career development. Is this something you experienced? Or, Sophia, you mentioned actually after maternity, you you got more responsibility. Is that something you felt at all during your career or no, the opposite? The fact that we, we I mean, we fear a little bit the maternity leave is, is uh, we, ca we, we cannot not say it. I mean, that's true. Being out there and not in business for three or six months, it's, it's a bit scary. It's a bit scary in the social norms that we, that we are going through. That's, that's, that's true. Um, now, I mean, uh, it's, it's evolving, policy are evolving, paternity leave. I mean, there, there are a few things that are evolving and where we need to be more mindful, we as women, mindful of um, what to think through, what to anticipate and how to stay tuned and, and to, to get as, as much as possible organized. Is it perfect? No, it's not. Um, but, um, But, but it is, we need more mindfulness uh, than, I think, uh, than I think in the mm. past. 
if I, if I can um, react to that, I think, you know, it's the International um, Women's Day today. And uh, it's uh, for sure the, the Women's Day, but it should also be the, the Men's Day who, uh, who, who uh, took our career into consideration in their life. You know, uh, when I think back in, uh, to my uh, maternity leave, I was lucky because it was between jobs. So I quit uh, pro to uh, go to another job uh, with a politician. And uh, I had six months between, so I could enjoy my maternity, uh, but also start a new job afterwards. And if I was able to start this new job, it's because my husband took all his responsibility as a father. When we came back from the clinic, the first thing he told me is that, okay, tell me everything. I want to be autonomous when I have my kids to get alone and stuff. And um, the first days of my, of my uh, maternity, the first, uh, sorry, years of my maternity, I worked like hell. I, I never worked as much as at this time, but I considered that when my children were really small, maybe they needed less their mom because um, they had their, their father, they had the crash and stuff like that. And it's today that I feel that they need more uh, of their mom, you know, to be uh, present for the, the lessons, to be present for their uh, growing, uh, growing up and stuff. And I'm happy to be a bit more with them today, but I don't feel I missed something not being there as much when they were really small because my husband was also having his part. And this should be really, really reconsidered the place of the father in the family, you know. Yeah, in the family, but also I think uh, in the companies. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it should our be normal. They have tents. Yes, yeah. it's our role as women leaders to make sure that fathers can also have part-time mm -hmm, jobs, mm -hmm. can also have paternity leave, even if there's no legal requirements, totally. and take this position. Otherwise, for sure, there will be a huge. Uh, difference between moms and dad if moms take care of their newborn for six months a month and the dad is nowhere to be seen we don't even give them the opportunity to so yeah i agree with you mm. yeah and i think it's about breaking the we were you were talking about unconscious bias because mm. it's not just about dads and so on but i feel like sometimes um some moms are out of the picture for mm -hmm. some leadership positions just because they have children. We mm -hmm. don't even question the fact that the, you know, the father can take over or I don't know, they, we should leave it to the woman to decide, uh, right. If they can, they can take such responsibilities, but you're right. It's about culture and, and companies as well. But it's also about women and, uh, and the choices they make. Mm -hmm. Like if I look uh, around me i see a lot of my very good friends that have like done amazing studies that have worked so hard and just when they had it often happens when one has their first child they felt like it's true uh, sometimes it's hard to go back to work and to think that there's a You're, you're going to have to combine everything it can be very much overwhelming i remember for me it was for the first and the second but sometimes they give up even having a foot in the professional mm. world and then five seven eight years down mm. the line it's really hard mm. for them then to reach leadership positions but of course it's also about uh, companies and about us women leaders and all the men leaders out there that are 
keeping an eye to make sure this doesn't happen. Because I think mom are really good, our parents, huh? not only moms, at multitasking. Mm-hmm. And it's even easier to be, to take like leadership position and because you so learn like what to prioritize and you cannot stay until midnight at work anyway. So mm-hmm. you have to make the calls, which is what a leader should do anyways. Huh? Yeah, prioritize. Maybe now we can move to... Um, Angie, you mentioned some some people down the road that helped you uh, within your journey. How were they, let's say, um, influential in your career path and the direction you took? Right. I think I think um, definitely my my family played a very very important role. So growing up in a family with uh, very strong women figures, uh, my grandmothers, then my mom, my aunts, they all have their crazy stories. I don't know, during war times, during like really uh, big, uh, you know, like world events uh, of their generations and and how they overcame all those challenges and still be very whole as a person, still have a lot of love for people, for the world, for for their life and all that. So I think that's uh, definitely need to be celebrated. Uh, my dad as well, he's a, I would call him a serial entrepreneur of the old days and, and Um, again, I've been through a lot, but then, you know, still came out as a very optimistic and, and supportive person in general to, you know, sometimes you think that people who's been through a lot of traumatic experiences, it, some people just don't make it out. And and I'm so glad that I grew up in a family that uh, I feel very privileged because I always feel like I grew up in a family full of love. Um, and that's very, very important. Then when it comes to career, I would I would say there are a few people who who actually gave you the opportunities. So that you can have mentors, you have people who who support you mentally, answer your questions, and 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 really help you along the way. Then there are a, a couple people who who really gave you the opportunity, and that's when you really have to jump. You don't ask so many questions because you also trust the other person, right? Um, and and I think that's. Um, Yeah, that would be my advice to to the listeners as well. If if you see the opportunity and if you trust the person who's giving you that opportunity, just don't think too much. And if it feels right, listen to your guts. It, it, you would know, and just jump on it, and you'll figure it out along the way, anyways. So, any other stories? Yeah, <laughs> I have one. Um, I started my uh, my career in the UN. And uh, I'm someone pretty hyperactive, <laughs> if I can say. And um, I had one uh, one uh, boss who totally uh, uh, understood me. And at some point, uh, he saw I was kind of uh, getting bored, you know, because uh, everything takes a lot of time in the UN, even if the jobs are amazing and very interesting. And uh, he told me, you know what, Caroline, if you don't see the long, 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 long term of uh, what you do uh, in your job, you should better go see out there if there's anything a bit more dynamic for you. And uh, it was really a nice advice. It was not uh, just go ahead. And uh, I took his advice and, I, and when I went out of the UN. And I think it was one of the best advice he gave me because afterwards I did so many, many things and so much more dynamic. And um, I was very happy to, to have taken his advice. <laughs> But you do. Uh, I think it's similar a bit to you, Angie. It starts with my family because my grandmother 
and my mom were like really hard working women and they were a bit feminist I guess without uh, being extremist in that but I saw their I grew up in an in a family environment with role models, even if it wasn't talked about back then when I was growing up. But if I look back, that were very strong, that were working, that were amazing mothers. My grandmother had six children. Plus, she was like <laughs> taking care of a huge uh, agricultural um, fields uh, and, and lots of uh, seasonal workers she was managing. My mom always worked when I was growing up. And she, she still has always been a, such an amazing mom. So this, I think, was like the biggest influence that I didn't have to make uh, calls like our prioritize one over the other because I had the, these amazing role examples. And I think uh, my managers, which were often men in my career, have also contributed to pushing me because... I, I feel like there's often like leader stereotypes. At least I felt it. I was not at all born with those kind of stereotypes where people who are leaders are extroverted and uh, those who are introverted <laughs> and who talk less uh, have to have like other position. And I guess it's it was more about listening to my managers and getting rid of this preconceived idea of what it means to actually be a manager and a leader and and giving it a chance yeah and you sophie i'm sure you have some story to share with us with this respect okay so you've talked about uh, the legacy i'm going to talk about uh, uh i would say about the future people who influence me along the way certainly my daughters um and the three of them and i say it very sincerely um because i mean i i would say i have uh, i mean um very very defining moment with each of them on i had to take responsibility and just uh, and, and and just uh, take it on um difficult or not difficult was not the question but somehow either by their question or their challenge or being extremely involved Um, I, I, I came to, to realize how, in, I mean, the opportunity, the opportunity to take either a job or to just, uh, just try uh, something new. Uh, this goes with hand in hand with um, my husband, um, simply because uh, I think that uh, without a teamwork, I, uh, we, we always call ourselves the, the Bloom's team. But uh, without, without a team spirit, nothing can, can happen. And uh, as you said just earlier, um, this was, uh, uh, I think, probably the one that pushed me the most. We had one defining family decision that was extremely challenging, which we, saw, we, we had decided when we got married together almost 30 years ago, which was we wanted to go and travel the world like a young crazy couple. Uh, and, um, and in fact, we said the one that will have the opportunity uh, and that will be a good opportunity, then the other will follow. Mm -hmm. Which is very easy when you are fiancé and you get married and you love each other <laughs> and you are just, uh, you know, d'amour et d'eau fraîche, as we say uh, uh, in French. When it happens, actually, it's a question. Mm -hmm. and, um, and in fact, when it happens and uh, you are at your third child, 
and you just uh, have a baby that is three weeks old, and that when your boss is calling and is telling you, hey, tell me your, uh, your question about, uh, I mean, uh, traveling the world and going to an emerging market still on because you're going and you're going next month. Okay. And, uh, and it, was, uh, it was going to Israel. So, uh, so pretty, uh, I would say, new. And um, we knew the country, but certainly not to build a business. And, and, and in fact, I think this, especially with a third child with three weeks old, okay, so, so beyond being uh, absolutely insulted by all my <laughs> ecosystem, my personal ecosystem. Uh, so, uh, and, and there, uh, I, I remember vividly my husband just saying, but what better can happen? You, you wanted to have an experience. We have the five of us. We have three kids. I mean, just, uh, we go. We go, then, then he did, uh, I mean, he was very pioneer because he did all the new policies, you know, uh, opening up a company, asking for a break, whatever. I mean, he was very, very uh, pioneer, but I'm sharing that because it was a defining moment. It was much more difficult to execute the plan for me, at least emotionally, than I thought because uh, when you are confronted with the, the reality that you're going to, change everything in your life and embark someone else with you in this transformation, not speaking any language or not, uh, I mean, not having even a job or things like that. It's, it's, a, it's a bit challenging and mind opening, but, uh, but, but it works when you have the surrounding and, and where you believe that you contribute to a bigger cause in that case was really uh, to, uh, to bring to our family uh, diversity, to bring to challenge our family with uh, different culture, different way of doing things, different languages. So, so we believed in that. Uh, this paid back, I mean, I mean ex enormously in terms of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, return and influence. Um, but it was very, very defining. And the third one, uh, the third pillar of all the influence is definitely all my mentees. I think that uh, um, some might recognize themselves, but uh, my mentees are my source of energy. Uh, there, is, there is really definitely my daughter, my husband, and then my mentees. Because again, it's probably the, uh, the positive energy of, I mean, helping, making an impact and contributing and being influenced by that and to have a, a kind of a sense of responsibility toward, I would say this, ecosystem of daughter, husband, and mentees, um, that I think made me uh, overcome a lot of stress and, uh, um, and decision that I made just to make, it, uh, to, make it, to make it up there and to try to hang up there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, inspiring. Thank you, Sophie, regarding your remark of the source of energy coming from the new generations. A question that um, I've had or I've heard because in some companies, for example, a salesperson is good at what they do and then they're promoted to a leadership position because they were a good salesperson. Mm -hmm. But I don't find sometimes that if you're good at your job, you could be a good leader. You need some sort of, especially the soft skills. I feel some people are, are missing because you're managing people, not just mm -hmm. uh, a territory in Dakota. Um, so in your opinions, do you believe anybody can be a leader or there is some skills that you should work on or you have to be born with them or can you can you work on those skills 
I think you you can you can be a very good leader and a very poor manager, uh, and the reverse also. Uh, so I don't think everybody can be a leader, and uh, I don't think everybody should be a leader because, um, uh, as you mentioned, you have some skills that are complementary with other skills, and uh, to grow uh, yourself and your company and. You have to to get the um, the right set and the right combination of people, and uh, I worked with an amazing leader uh, for ten years, and uh, and he he made people follow him, and uh, it was very inspiring, and it got me uh, the, the the you know many soft skills I could uh, take from him and and uh, get uh, to 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 feel how it is to be a leader. But I think uh, my management skills, mm-hmm. I took them from a totally different area. I, I, I went to management school, actually. And, um, and I have a, a management style that is totally different. And uh, I'm much more in the compassionate leadership style than in a pyramidal and hierarchic um, uh, management style. So, uh, yeah, it's... it's you everybody cannot be a leader and i don't think anybody should be a leader i think i i agree on on a couple of elements the environment is very important it's like timing your the teammates that caroline was mentioning mm-hmm. are you are you working with or collaborating people with with people who who are in a more dominant position than, than you are or vice versa. And it's not even about the ranking or title in, in a particular company sometimes. It's really about what's happening at that moment and, and in that environment. I think it matters a lot. I think everybody has a little bit of leadership elements in them. Then, then it's also about whether you would take risks, you make your choices in your life and whether you jump into an environment that would help you magnify that part of you, right? Or it just never happened in your life because you make choices not to jump into those opportunities. So I think there's um, uh, quite a few elements at, at play. Yeah. And, and maybe just to add on that, I think um, you need to be constantly evolving. And one leadership position in one context could be very different in another context, mm-hmm. right? So totally agree. Yeah. So you need to kind of survey and have a good assessment yeah. about what is required of this job. I could be very good at sales yesterday in my mm-hmm. previous position, but here maybe it's it's a fifty percent of that sales component because my team is not ready yet. But maybe one year later, even in the same uh, position, mm-hmm. same team mix, I the same same position would require different skill sets and. I think as a good leader, you also have to check in all the time to, to you know, have that assessment and, and adjust and keep on reinventing yourself and help your team to reinvent themselves as well. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> what makes a good leader in one context is what make one in another context. I think it's true. But maybe there's one common skill that makes a good leader, in, in my opinion at least, it's uh, being able to envision and to see beyond just the now, the here and now. It's so important and maybe we can all learn to do that. Some people have it more, uh, uh, have it. It's a skill that uh, they're born Mm -hmm. with. Others learn it. Uh, But I think this is really important. Uh, Whether it's to guide a company, a department, 
yeah, it's seeing Absolutely. beyond and having a vision. And I kind of think a little bit differently about can everybody be a leader? But I, you know, like my favorite book, I don't know if you know it, it's a mindset by Carol Dweck. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know it. <laughs> I was going to talk about that exactly. Oh, yeah, that's great. I can't believe yeah, it. Exactly. Yes, Carol I like house mindset. It's like the fixed mindset. Yeah, exactly. It's like the best book because it's it shows she's she was she's a psychologist and she like studied and researched everything so it's really like data driven and she shows like the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset and we're brought up and all our society is made and it also impacts women uh, to have a fixed mindset whereas if we learn and we teach our children and we teach each other and we lead with a growth mindset, learning how to fail and uh, accepting it and growing. Actually, all the examples of the biggest, the best sports people of this world, the uh, best politicians uh, in any fields, there are people who were not uh, meant to be that, who had a huge handicap that they overcame and they grew and they learned. Yeah, so I think if one has a growth mindset, then they can be a leader. <laughs> but I really encourage everyone to read this book. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah maybe if I come back to, to what I say, um, maybe everybody can be a leader, but maybe and everybody doesn't want to be a leader. And yeah. the, 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 what I meant is yeah. you shouldn't be a leader if you don't want of to be, you know? Yeah, but uh, I agree with the mindsets and maybe uh, if Sophia has some, uh, some more inputs about that, it could be interesting. Look, I, I, I'm, I mean, I think there are two things over there. There is a what and a how. Mm -hmm. the, the, the what is indeed, I mean, just the ability to see a bit beyond. Mm -hmm. And any one of us, any one of us, I see it with my daughters, with my nephew, with, with my surrounding, any one of us can picture a slightly better ideal state of any topic. Mm -hmm. This is a vision. This is a vision. Okay, that's, and are we visionary? Yes. Uh, at the moment, we can picture, even if it is fuzzy, a better, a slightly better, or an ideal, a better ideal state of the problem that we are facing today, then this is already seeing a bit beyond. Mm -hmm. okay? uh, so, so that's, and that's the what. And that it's like a muscle, it's practice. Anyone and everybody should in, in anything, uh, uh, getting your uh, home in order or uh, driving the next uh, strategic <laughs> move. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I tell you, I see uh, my youngest daughter who is, um, you know, on fashion. She's very much on sustainable fashion. She's, uh, uh, she's now at university. She has joined a group. Uh, look, they are first-year university, not also, I mean, uh, yes, uh, they, they organized already Q&As to get inspiration, to get supported. Why? Because they have a vision, she has a vision in mind that she needs to get more insight from professionals in order to look at all the scope and all the industry, for example. So that's the what. And then there is a how. And yes, indeed, the how is what are the thinking style preferences, the way to interact with each other, this, um, what you call soft that I don't like because soft is, there is nothing soft in leadership. It's hardcore. 
so but 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 there is there is some ways to interact where some people are going to be a little bit more big picture less uh, i would say focus on the process or on the details or some people are going to be extremely focused on numbers and not at all care about people and then it creates some friction and so on okay but but everybody in the brain if you know nederman it's another good uh, i would say psychologist uh, the he, he split the brain in four quadrant and each of them beyond the left and the right one and really i mean we all need the a bit of everything some some i would say areas are a little bit more um, uh, disproportionate than others and this creates sometimes the belief or the the th- the thinking that uh, some are good or not good um and and i think that's very important to have in mind the last point i want to say is that there is a, a, a an imposture or a, a, a complete uh, i would say a, a, a misunderstanding all over the place the one that is shouting the most yeah. is seen as the one as the one that is a leader so here be reassured uh, be reassured this is an imposture <laughs> And um, and the substance will always win over the long run, not necessarily in a meeting, or, uh, but just uh, be resilient and let's stay on track. Really, leadership is about seeing a little bit beyond and having already picturing uh, an, a better state than the problem today. This, this is being visionary. Uh, so, so, so I think that's super important to keep in mind and 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 distinguish the what and the how. Um, don't hesitate. It's it's um, it's it's much more, I would say, helpful and and uh, and we can be trained and self-aware. You know, today we talk about Women International Day. I talk about equality, about awareness, about inclusion, about being mm-hmm. mindful. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that's what I can a bit share. I would say from experience. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Sophie. Just to add to that, Sophie, for you throughout your your maybe journey and so on, who is an inspiring leader that you think of as can be someone also that we inspire to, not that you met, but and if you can share why. I'm going to I'm going to uh, to 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 tell you two things. The first one, I mean, I think that. Uh, Um, the one that inspired the most, me the most, were the one that somehow uh, pushed me to to have a, just to just do it. I mean, just I mean, no matter my children, my mom who was also working, um, or professional people I I I had. I mean, I met just. Those three were just do it and 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 move and and drive. Be I mean, get your knowledge and your uh, leadership through action was for me probably the most influential advice that I got from various type of uh, of uh, influencers. Um, and and uh, and I think I mean, be it uh, when I had the immense privilege to meet uh, one of the women that I admire tremendously, Christine Lagarde. Uh, uh, I mean, phenomenal, humble, smart. Uh, I mean, she she lead the world economically. And and uh, or or simply, uh, I would say, uh, people uh, people in my team or people uh, around me. Just do it, I think, was probably the most 
helpful uh, um, uh, not necessarily advice but but uh, I would say uh, think thought they, they, that influenced me the most um, and when you ask the why behind it it's because it allowed me just to free myself from any other constraint and indeed just move through action and and with action I was mm. able I think probably to gain self-confidence over the years probably and also to have a sense of concrete accomplishment, even if it was small topics, small things, but but still it was something that was done. So I always kept that in mind and I'm always um, trying to encourage action to all my mentees, my daughters, try it and there is no failure. The only failure, as, as you all know, is the absence of uh, trying. Hmm. So um, that's a growth mindset in action. I love that. I love that. I think, I think at least for me and a lot of people that I know, we, we tend to overthink mm-hmm. and overanalyze. And then it, sometimes you get into a, a very tight spot. It's like analysis paralysis. Yeah. But if you look back and think about all the energy and the time that you spent just thinking and processing and thinking about the pros and cons, but you could have done a lot of things already. And and you know it's never going to be perfect, but but uh, you've been accomplishing so much already. Versus you're you're sitting there to think. So I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I need to remind myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny when I thought about leaders that inspired me the most. Uh, I, I didn't think about uh, you know very famous leaders. I thought about a period of my uh, of my life where I was living you know under apnea I, I wasn't breathing at all anymore I was just so stressed and so into work and so into a, you know a, a roller coaster and I, I met some leaders but more in the meditation yoga things and it's so cliche but you know I still follow them and they're really uh, uh, humble and very uh, uh, low profile but followed by a lot of people and I started to breathe again because of these women and uh, and following their path, uh, you know, uh, an adventurous path, and uh, it, it allowed me to recenter on myself, to recenter on my breath, and and realize so many many things I wasn't um, uh, realizing anymore, and uh, that's where I started to you know rethink a bit my priorities, my um rhythm of life and uh recenter uh you know things on my kids on myself still having an amazing career and and uh and responsibilities and, and stuff like that but yeah it's probably more leaders in that kind of uh of way that uh, inspired me the most the last in the last years yeah. <laughs> uh but i'll react to what you said because it's true uh, there's a lot of pe- leaders that inspire us every day but I agree that um, it's about the journey and not the destination mm-hmm. and too often we get caught up in we have to go this step this step this step to get there but actually who cares it's not about getting there if, I'm not saying we shouldn't have ambitious objective mm-hmm. I'm just saying that if we learn and I agree with you that mindfulness yoga breathing is so helpful and uh, with simple little uh, practices, it makes life so much better. It, it makes all, us enjoy the parcours, like we say in French, because whatever we do, it's for professional life or personal life. Yeah, it's 
it's um, Carol Dweck, the one who wrote Mindset. She said, um, becoming is better than being. Mm. Because once you are, yeah, you are. And then so what? You just go on to the next thing. But if mm. through the journey, you can grow as a person, learn, take other people along the way and take them somewhere. It makes the journey worthwhile. If I may just add, maybe not so much in, about inspiration and all that. I think just breathe mm-hmm. and take a hot bath. It solves uh, yeah. more than 90% of the problems mm-hmm. today. Yeah. It's true, but oftentimes people mm-hmm. are thinking about, oh my God, I need, yeah. I need to find a solution for X, Y, and Z. But if you start focusing on your own breathing for just three minutes, you instantly feel better and take a hot bath at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You really need to take good care of yourself so that you can take on the world. Great advice. (laughs) The last question. Uh, As it's International Women's Day, maybe a tip and trick and a tagline for for this year. And let's say the end end word to this session. What would you share with us? I would say uh, together, let's let's just do it. I mean, together. The journey is about, uh, is is really about togetherness. It's about togetherness. Mm-hmm. It's about togetherness. And it's not a woman, man, it's, it's mm-hmm. together. It's together. And I think if I had one, one thought to emphasize is really, uh, it's about together. I mean, uh, I'm not a big fan, you know that, Baha, I'm not a big fan of stereotype or one group or the others. Uh, but I'm a fan of action. Um, not afraid to try and to enjoy the journey. Smell the roses, one of my uh, boss was saying. Smell the roses, Sophie. Don't forget to smell the roses on your way to, to the top. And, uh, and together, together. That would be my, uh, my way to conclude. Well, it was wonderful to see you all and, uh, and for yeah. your positive energy, your smile, your... Uh, support. Uh, I just love it. I wish at enough association. Uh, all the very, very, very best. I want to thank Bahar also for this fabulous initiative. Um, yeah, thank you, Bahar. Yeah. <laughs> And next time in physics, Shepulz. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you very much, Sophie. On that note, who wants to continue with what Sophie just mentioned in terms of collaboration and togetherness? Uh, this, is, this is something that's really, really reassuring in Pulse, where all the guys are, you know, young entrepreneurs, women, men. The thing that comes the most out of their work mm-hmm. is collaboration. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. They all collaborate together. They all exchange ideas, they all exchange experience. Um, they don't make difference between uh, origins, um, the, 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 the sector, the, the, the school they're coming from. They, they just collaborate so much. And we have a lot of women too. Composition of all the women we have here, and it's amazing. We're so many women. It's very, very inspiring to see that young people that are much more into collaboration and gender mixity mm-hmm. and then maybe the previous generations were <laughs> and i don't say it's easy because when i see those young entrepreneurs a uh, 30 no. year old still in colocation yeah. still struggling to find their clients and mm-hmm. uh, start their companies mm-hmm. it's hard and it, you have to 
to make some uh, some big decisions mm. in your life and stuff. So um, I'm glad we are here to support them and to uh, make them believe in their dreams. It's true. I, I had as a, a advice, believe in your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end of the day, we got a dream and they're all different. And I love like my... Uh, my husband has a 21-year-old daughter that I brought up and who's uh, I'm very close to. And when I see her, her friends, her generation, I, I feel like they've done such gigantic step versus us already. I mean, like you say, they're together, they're inclusive. They're not even talking about men and women anymore. Yeah. I'm just so hopeful in the future. And uh, I think a lot of... A lot of the way is already paved. Of course, uh, it's not about the fight, the feminist fight, like it used to be anymore. It's about doing it together and, and inclusiveness. And behind every great woman, there's uh, either another great woman or an amazing uh, man and who's there to support because otherwise it wouldn't be uh, possible. I like what we said about togetherness. I, I think no man is an island, no woman is an island either and there's always help around you if you keep your eyes open if you put your ego away i i see people who need help and they they feel you know scared or embarrassed to reach out and and i think it's important that you find your voice and start looking for help and when i say help it doesn't mean that you're in a very desperate spot and and you need people to to drag you out of a hole it's it's not necessarily like that it could be that you have the dreams and then, then find your tribe. It could be, uh, you know, your tribe could be a lot of people. It doesn't matter, men or women. And there are people who, whose energies, you know, that it, it, it resonates with you. Maybe you guys have disagreeing views or whatsoever, but, you know, these are the people who will help you succeed. And likewise, it's also about you helping others succeed as well. So I think that togetherness concept, it's, it's so important. And you know, the world today is quite divisive in, in many places and, and in different co contexts, right? Geopolitical, social, etc. But if you look around, there's actually a lot of optimistic, um, positive togetherness already happening. And just focus on those and, and amplify from that. Last word. Mara, I think we ended it on a positive note, as you mentioned, and togetherness. And the idea of this association as well is really to bring together a community, not not only men or women, because I think it's important to, to really be diverse. And as you mentioned, we've gone down the road. So this was um, the first session to hopefully many more where it's, it's a safe place to discuss such topics and see how we can bring diverse views. Because even if we are today, we were a panel of women, but we all have different views and how we can together <laughs> talk about these at the different points. So thank you all for, for coming in person and remote. <laughs> thank Thanks you for bringing us together. Yes. 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 And it was nice to uh, finally get out of the house and meet <laughs> some real people and not, not on the computer. It's uh, yeah. true. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Athena Association where we discussed leadership. Stay tuned for future episodes where we will connect with other female executives with inspiring discussions. Meanwhile, take care.